Okay, so last time we did um, <coughs> we did the Graz approach to Simpson. Just to remind everybody, there were two approaches to the Arizal Simpson: Simpson Kipshuto and Simpson Lav Kipshuto. The Gra says many Mikubalim even before the Gra said Simpson Kipshuto, which means that Hakadosh Baruch Hu pulled back from the place that he is, meaning everywhere. He made a space, so to speak, where he is not. And in that place is where the world was created. If you recall, we expressed that the value of this is that now you don't have to think about HaKadosh Baruch Hu being in the lowest places. How could the grotesque lower places of the world contain godliness? He is devoid from those places. Now, does God interact with everything in the world? The answer is yes, of course. He interacts with everything in the world, but it's not necessarily godly. So there's hashkacha, but the hashkacha is from above, not from within. As we're going to see, the Alter Rebbe takes the opposite approach. Vihine, mikan yesh lahavin shigigas mixas chachamim beinehem. From what we've said above, we will be able to discuss the error of some of the chachamim, yeah, who are wise in their own eyes. As we said, you can understand why the Alter Rebbe did not publish this in his lifetime, especially with all the controversy, controversy that was going around on between Hasidim and Litvaks to say that the, the gra was an error would have caused uh, tumult, to say the least. And he says even further, he says, Hashem yechaper ba'adam, may God pardon them. So what does that mean? It means he, he vehemently disagreed. So to publish it would have been uh, electric. Shashigu, they made a mistake, Shashigu v'tau bi'iyunam bekisve arizal. They, by accident, made a mistake in understanding the writings of the Arizal. Not a simple thing to say. And they understood that when the Arizal said Simpsum, right, which is the withdrawal of HaKadosh Baruch Hu's light, so they understood that it meant Kipshuta, meaning literally, he withdrew from that place. That God actually, mamish, kapshuto, he left that place, meaning this world, and he is not in this world. Okay? As we said, how did they understand Simsum? He withdrew, but just because he withdrew doesn't mean that he's not mashkiach. He's mashkiach, but he withdrew. Do you understand? No. So, in his, how, what's his relationship to this world from above? He is not imminent, he's not within. From above, he's mashkiach on every single thing in the world. So it's all in, the, in every single small detail, HaKadosh Baruch Hu is involved, but he's not within. It's the light. Right, but again, it's, it's the, the difference here is going to be that the Alter Rebbe, as we're going to see, holds of a different type of tzimtzum, which is going to mean that, he's, that there's godliness to everything. What the Gra is saying, what many Mikubalim have said, is that tzimtzum kipshuto, meaning when God withdrew, he withdrew. His relationship is from above, not from within. Is it possible to argue on like against someone, or is it like everyone just has their own opinion? Like we're certainly not go- we're certainly not going okay. to argue. But the the G'dayli Mikubalim have been arguing about this for generations. But we're not going to stick our head between mountains because we don't need to. We're not well versed enough in this in order to have a meaningful opinion. Okay, now, so what is Simpson? Vehine. Milvad Sheifshar Klal Loimar Inyanat Simpson Kapshuto. 
Certainly, according to the Rambam, we can't say that Simsum means kipshuto, literally. Because saying Simsum in a literal way would be to imply that HaKadosh Baruch Hu has certain, a, a certain body orientation, a certain physical orientation. Which is, and he's obviously removed, as the Rambam says, infinitely removed from anything that on any level is subject to the, to the physical. So saying that a God removes himself is a physical implication. Also, anyone who says that Simpson is literal is speaking low bidas. They're not speaking intelligently. They're not speaking with das. Because even they would agree, yeah, they're ma'minim, the children of ma'minim, that HaKadosh Baruch Hu knows Everything that is yatsur, everything that's formed in this world, yeah, in this low world, umashkiach aleihem, and he is uh, his hashkacha, his supervision is involved in all aspects of the world. Va'al karchach ein yediaso osam mosifa bo riboy vechidish, and then you have to acknowledge that al karchach means it must be that the knowledge that he has. Can, of them cannot be any change for him. Because as we said above, he knows everything from knowing himself. Meaning, we, let, we'll just finish this last sentence and then we'll express it. As we said, his essence, his being is one with his knowledge. So it means as follows. Beforehand, we said, how could it be that there's nothing outside of HaKadosh Baruch Hu? If HaKadosh Baruch Hu knows what Yoshi is doing, if HaKadosh Baruch Hu knows what Ezra is doing, what Hosh is doing. So isn't that creating a change in him? Now he knows something he didn't know before. But what did we say to answer that question? We said that HaKadosh Baruch Hu's knowledge of everything is his knowledge of himself. So since all of us are contained within HaKadosh Baruch Hu, when he knows what we do, how does he know it? just like he knows himself. He and his knowledge are one, right? So when, when I do something, or when you do something, right, that's, is that new knowledge, so to speak, for HaKadosh Baruch Hu? No, because then if it was new, he would have undergone a change. Before he knew, now he doesn't. You understand? So by saying that all of this exists within HaKadosh Baruch Hu, and that everything is godly, then when God knows what we do, what does he know? He knows himself. So if you say tzimtzum kipshuto, the Alter Rebbe argues, if you say tzimtzum means literally, and that we are not godly, then when you do what you do, isn't that changing God? You hear his argument? Again, I want to make sure you understand his argument. The argument is as follows. If I do something, and now HaKadosh Baruch Hu knows what he did not know before, what does that mean? Something changed. Yeah, but let's, let's, again, let's just stay with the one argument, right? First of all, we said it, already we spoke about the idea that it's giving him physical attributes. Now we're on the second point. If, if I do something and now God knows it, right? Isn't that implying that there was a change in God? Right. But if we are all godly, if Simsum lav kipshuto, right? If we are all godly, then what? Then HaKadosh Baruch Hu fills everything up in the world, right? So when something happens in the world, what does he know? He knows himself. Right? Because it's all occurring 
within him, right? So by knowing himself, what would you say? By knowing himself, no change has occurred. Because it was all him. But if you say tzimtzum kepshuto, if you say tzimtzum kepshuto, meaning God is not in the world, he's only mashkiach from above, so, he didn't know. so then when something happens, now he knows about it. And, and obviously that can't be, right? Because God does not undergo any changes. So the Alter Rebbe argues it must be tzimtzum lav kepshuto. Because otherwise you're going to say that God underwent a change. And it's much worse to say that God underwent a change. You understand? Can't you just say God is orchestrating it from above? Yeah, for sure he's mashkiach from above. For sure that's true. He's mashkiach from above. But, do me a favor, Hush. I want to tell those guys to me, please. Thank you. The, um... Thank you. If you say, if you say, Tzimtzum lav kipshuto, that means that God doesn't undergo any change. So that's the Alter Rebbe's very big argument over here. What about what does it say in the in the Zayar? That no place is devoid of God, neither in the higher worlds, no in the, no, or in the lower worlds. What does that mean? So that's obviously supporting which which side. If there's no place that's devoid of God, what would you say? That's Simsum Kipshuto or Simsum Lav Kipshuto? Lav Kipshuto. So the Alter Rebbe is saying not only from the Rambam, but from the Zayar. You also have a Raya. Uberaya Mehemna, Pashas Pinchas, and from the Zayar and Raya Mehemna. Iu Tafis Bekulai, Veles Manda Tafis Bey. God grasps everything, and nothing grasps him. Iu Soivev Kolomen, he, as we said, remember, Iu Soivev Kolomen, he who soiv kolam, he encompasses all the worlds. Veles mandenafik mirushu se levad, and nothing exists outside of him. Meaning, he is the soiviv. Iu memali kolam, and he fills up the, all the worlds. Iu mekasher miyachet zinu lezine ilavetato, and he is he is the one that unites and brings together everything from the upper worlds to the lower worlds. Veles kurva bedalid yisoidin ela bekutcha brichu kad iu beinayu, and with all of the four directions, all the four elements. Uh, every single thing in the world is filled up with HaKadosh Baruch Hu. So what does that support from the Zayar and Raya Mehemna? Tzimtzum, Lav Kipshuta. Okay, so we've discussed, and I'll, we'll stop here for Yishai's question for a moment. So we've discussed so far. If you say Tzimtzum Kipshuto, that has the aspect of saying that HaKadosh Baruch Hu has a guf. If you say Tzimtzum Kipshuto, then you're going to get stuck with what? You're going to get stuck with saying that HaKadosh Baruch Hu knows something that's outside of himself, which will imply a change, okay? And he has rayas from the Zohar that seem to indicate simsum lav kipshut. Now, I'm sure the Grahad answers. These are the Balatanyas. Can we say, can we see like a rebuttal to that say Zohar? Say there, but not, not for now. Right now we're just learning Tanya. Yishai. Oh, right. The original question was like kind of going back to like their opinion or like the kids saying uh, kipshut like then like we say like today also hold like God create, recreates the world every second. Yeah, but not from within, from above. How could, mean, Remember, you're 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 coming at this appropriately because you we've been working on this, right? The whole from if you go back to where we where we started, right? So everything is made of letters. His what the Alter Rebbe has been building on the entire time is that there's godliness within everything. Right. Okay. Fine. Just basically, I was saying like this: it's every second, and in, in, in order for God to create, it has to be. 
No, he's saying he recreates. They would say he recreates from above. Again, I don't want to get into yeah. this. Is, I'm not giving a Gemara here in the sense of like, okay, we're going to be masked for the machlokus between the Gra and the Tanya. I'm just trying to teach the Tanya's approach to this. And okay. Like, what exactly? I remember the topic was Simpson Lock and Truth, or like. It just means that there's godliness within everything. So then, why state symptoms? Why use? Why did Arizal bring up the concept of symptoms? As we're going to see, the Arizal's vision, even within Simpson Lav Kipshuto, is more complex than I'm presenting it right now, because God has to be both within and without at once. We're going to get there, but not right now. Let's go slow through the pack. It's a very good question you're asking. So, what is if Simpson is Lav Kipshuto? Then what is it? What does it mean he pulled back? We'll see. Okay? Right to Leimer. Why can't, why can't HaKadosh Baruch Hu be grasped by this world? Right to Leimer. Less man the toughest bay. What does it mean when we say that nobody could be toughest HaKadosh Baruch Hu? She'ein mi she'yitvos v'hasaga sikhlo mikol sikhliyim ha'el yayinim v'mahusu v'atzmusu shal HaKadosh Baruch Hu k'may shakasu b'tikunim stima d'kol stimen v'les machshava t'visa b'chklal When we say that HaKadosh Baruch Hu cannot be grasped, we mean by anything. Even the highest level intellect, meaning even the malachim, can't grasp HaKadosh Baruch Hu. It's beyond, it's beyond understanding. V'gam b'tachtoinim, and even down here in this world. Even though he fills up the entire world, it's not exactly like the soul filling up the body. Now, why does Alter Rebbe have to say that? Because the Gemara Bracha says that God fills up the world like the soul fills up the body. So the Alter Rebbe is saying, yeah, but it's not exactly. Why? Because the soul is taken in by the body. So the soul in a certain way is grasped. You understand? The body and the soul can engage with one another because the body is animated by the soul. And that the soul itself is influenced by the body, meaning there's a symbiotic relationship between the soul and the body. So even though the Gemara says that HaKadosh Baruch Hu fills up the world like the soul fills up the body, the Alter Rebbe says, yeah, but it's not exactly true because the soul is impacted by the changes in the body. And the soul is pained by injury, right? And as the soul, if it's hot, if it's cold, if you get hurt, well, the soul is pained by these things. Because when we say, ouch, I got hurt, right? You don't say, ouch, my finger got hurt. You say, ouch, I got hurt. So the soul is identified with the body. Changes in the body impact the soul. Masha'in came back, Kaddish Baruch Hu. However, this is not true when it comes from Kaddish Baruch Hu. God doesn't change at all. Because, guys, what's the definition of true? The definition of true is unchanging, right? So God Himself does not undergo any changes. If God doesn't undergo any changes, so then you can't say that He fills up the world like the soul fills up the body, right? So, you, so whether it's hot, whether it's cold, whether it's winter, whether it's summer, whether it's day, whether it's night, HaKadosh Baruch Hu doesn't change on any level whatsoever. So even though God fills up the entire world, it's not like the neshama. The neshama, the body can grasp. So the body can get, so to speak, the neshama, can understand it. But the world can't really understand God, even though the world is filled up with God. Why? Because God is not really grasped by the world. So why can't my mind grasp HaKadosh Baruch Hu? Because my mind is 
worldly. Since my mind is worldly, it cannot understand that which is godly. It's too big for it to understand. It can't be typhus it. You understand? No. How could you? You understand? Yeah? Exactly. We have to understand that we don't understand. By the way, what's the talent for understanding something that can't be understood intellectually? That's emuna. Emuna doesn't mean having faith in nonsensical. Emuna means having faith in the ideas that cannot be grasped by the human intellect. Just because the human intellect cannot grasp something doesn't mean that the soul can't relate to it. What's the proper like, level of emuna? Because like, like, you see guys who are like, they're, like floating on... Yeah, it's very silly. Most of that, most yeah. of that is not real. And then there's like what you're saying is just like you have emuna that Hashem is like everything we're saying, but everything else is you 100 have to do your hashtablis. The logical, the logical mind can can and should be employed to grasp anything that's in this world, but it cannot understand that which is beyond this world. So like to say like emuna like. So for you to be like sitting in your in your kitchen with like uh, like even like if you're holding that level to say like oh Hashem will provide and you're sitting with a stack of bills like you know taller than your table to say that is ridiculous. I'm not sure the question. Do you mean to say that I could? Do you like to, to, to basically to to not like brainstorm like oh what do I have to do to pay my bills instead of to say oh God will provide. To the degree that, that you actually believe that HaKadosh Baruch Hu will provide, you have to do that level of Ishtadlis. Even if you actually believe, you can't just sit down and do nothing with her. It's like, you always hear these stories of like, God, is this like, don't worry, don't worry. No, we have like this. See, the problem is, you're forgetting one thing. Does the world exist? Yeah. Nope. Well, That's the difference. If you would be on the level where you could understand that HaKadosh Baruch Hu is running the entire show, and everything exists within him, and none of it is real, and he is kol yachol, right? And if HaKadosh Baruch Hu says, do this and I will provide, for example, like the Rambam says, if a person will just sit and learn, HaKadosh Baruch Hu will provide for him everything that he needs, right? It doesn't mean that he's going to be rich, but HaKadosh Baruch Hu will provide for him everything he needs. If you're actually on that level, where you know that, be a dia brewer, you're on that level of emuna, so then ain't a you don't need to worry so about it. You just it. said no. Yeah, I'm saying if you know it, not know with the talent of knowledge, if you know it with the talent of your amuna, right? If it's beyond, if you're living on that level, then you could do it. But for most of us who are not living on that level, to do so would be a dereliction of our responsibility. So, um, you know, my Rebbe, who should live and be well at 100 in Svansig, the first question that he would ask us when we were dating or if we were engaged was Kesef Minalan. Where are you going to get your money from? Right? He was very makbid that we should take responsibility for ourselves to provide for ourselves. At the same time, there was one Bacher who was living in a beyond extraordinary way, and he really was on that level, and is on that level. And when my Rebbe asked him that question, he said, the Abish is going to provide. And he said, okay, if you're on that level, then it'll be fine. And it's fine. He's on that level. Many people are not on that level. They're just pretending to be on that level and they're taking checks from mommy and daddy and they're not actually handling their responsibilities. There's nothing wrong with taking a check if your parents are willing to support you. So then I can understand why a person would want to take that. But I don't necessarily think that's called uh, emuna either. But if you truly believe that, the, that Hashem will provide... Yeah, if you're really on that level. Well, how can you say otherwise that that's not like a way of 
Hashem providing for you that your family was able to make enough money. Say that it could it, again. It could be. It could be. But I'll give you. I'll give you the real example. Of what I mean. I'll tell you really what I mean. When a person says on Rosh Hashanah Yom Kippur, yeah, I know Hakadosh Baruch Hu is giving me a gzardin of everything I'm going to get for the year. Okay, but like Rebbe, really? <laughs> what are they really saying? They're saying, yeah, but I don't believe that. So no, that's true. The Rebbe Shalom is going to provide for us everything we want. We could make a, a tremendous amount of money, we could get sick and we could die. We could make very little money, we could be healthy. Right? I'm saying a person could cross the street and a car came from nowhere. Just because you did your hishtadlis doesn't mean that HaKadosh Baruch Hu doesn't have a greater plan. However, we have to make the hishtadlis that's appropriate for us. If you're really on a different level of Amunah, then your hishtadlis is very different. So if you're sitting at a table and you've got a stack of bills piling up and your Amunah is like HaKadosh Baruch Hu will provide and that's authentic... The Mesedir could be your level of Ishtadlus is different. For me, I don't think I'm on that level of Amuna. I'm being realistic. Realistically speaking, I know that I ought to have more Amuna than I do, but I'm working on it. I'm getting there. I remember when uh, when we were first married, so I was sitting and learning Kailo and uh, was not taking support and uh, providing for myself. My wife was working, and I was in Kailul, and I was getting some money from the Kailul, and I was working in camps and making money there and tutoring. We did, we did whatever we needed to do. But I wanted to see how it was going to work. I wanted to see how it was going to work. So I started writing down every penny we spent. And my wife called Rav Shmulevitz, and she said, uh, who's this guy I married? There's a total lack of amuna." Sitting and writing down every single every single penny. So Shmulevitz called me into the office, and he said to me, "You know, you married a girl who's frimmer than you." I said, "Well, that much is obvious, but uh, what does Rebbe mean?" So he told me, and uh, I said, "Yeah, it's true." So he said, "Mordechai, this can work one of two ways. Either you write down everything, and it won't work, or you let go and let God." and it will be taken care of, but it won't be both. I said, Rebbe, what does that mean? If I'm writing every penny down, that means it's not going to work? He goes, yeah, because it's not logical. But if you don't write it down, you'll see. Trust, jump, trust, you'll see how Kaddish Baruch will work it out. Chavra, I want you to know, I was very upset at Rosh Hashanah that day. I said, I'm a young married man. I've already been makabal all the responsibility on myself. Are you giving me a hard time because I'm writing it down? But... I, uh, I stopped. Truth is, I, I wish I could say I stopped because of Shmulevitz. I stopped because of Shalom bias issues. And my wife didn't want me to write it down. So I stopped. I learned in Kailo for six years. I did not leave because I had financial issues. I didn't leave because I had financial issues. I could have stayed probably learning for another ten years and I, I would have had no problem. I left because I wanted to teach. I left because it was time. I will tell you, in the six years... Every single time I lost money here, I gained money somewhere else, and it was totally mina shamayim, and I can't explain it. I can't explain it. I told you guys the story once, but it bears repeating. My Rebbe asked me if I would learn with him Bechavrusa. Obviously, this was like, you know, even today, it's still one of the highlights of my life that I had the opportunity to learn with Parnas Bechavrusa for three years. And it meant that I wouldn't be able to tutor at night because. Chavrusa was at night. We would start at 8 o'clock at night, and officially we'd go to 10, sometimes 10.30, sometimes 11, sometimes 11.30. depends on the sugya. So I was making a decent chunk of change, tutoring, and it meant giving it up. So I went to Rabbi Bender, who was my manal from Darche. I told him the problem, 
he pulls out, he said, how much do you think you're short now? I said, I think I'm going to be short like, you know, maybe 10,000 bucks. No problem. He pulls out a checkbook. He starts writing a check for $10,000. I said, Rebbe, I was not asking for a check for $10,000. And if you know Rabbi Bender, you know the way he speaks. He goes, Mordechai, it's a loan. Don't worry about it. I said, Rebbe, I'm not taking your money. I really just came to be Shol Eitzel. Like, does Rebbe have any ideas? I would not take the check. I called up Rav Parnas. I said, Rebbe, of course, I'm going to, I'm going to take the Chavrus. I'm, I'm honored. It's good. You know, tremendous privilege. I just have to work it out financially. He says, Mordechai, how much do you think you're short? I said, about $10,000. He goes, no problem. I'll cover the $10,000. I said, Rebbe, I'm not asking. It's like every Rebbe I went to. I said, Rebbe, I'm not asking you for $10,000. He goes, Mordechai, you're learning with me, Bechavrusa. You're doing me a favor. This is my way of supporting you. I said, no, no, Rebbe, I'm not taking your money. Under no circumstances, I'm, taking, I'm not taking your money. Didn't know what to do. But I, I knew I had to jump, right? Sometimes you have to jump and you have to figure it out later. And plenty of people do this, by the way. We go to medical school. We don't exactly know how we're going to pay back those loans. Well, we, we take it out because we think it's going to happen. I said, okay, well, I'm going into it. Punk that year, Landers decided to open, and it was a very short-lived project. They decided to open a Kailal Elyon. The Kailal paid $8,000. The Kailal Elyon paid $18,000. So the $10,000 that I lost from tutoring, I got back. And, Baruch Hashem, other opportunities came along. I got raises here, I got raises there. My wife worked at Mamish. It was all Min HaShemayim. So, was I on that level of Amuna? Definitely not. But did my Rebbe Rishmalevitz tell me to jump and I listened? And did it work out? Absolutely. Like I said, I could have done it for, I could have learned to go for 15, 20 years if I wanted to. I mamish didn't need to leave. I left only because it was time to teach. Okay, Rebbe, we'll stop here for today.